All right, I'll start first by congratulating the women's volleyball team. I thought that was awesome on Saturday. I was home. I did not go to the game. Um, my daughter shamed me, um, but we watched it together as a family and loved it. So true grit and competitiveness was pretty awesome to see. And so um, hopefully um, we can match their intensity this Saturday. Um, as we move forward, just uh, a couple injury updates. Uh, we're a pretty beat up team right now. Um, uh, Ethan Piper is done for the year. Um, He'll have knee surgery. Um, uh, Turner Corcoran is done for the year. He'll have foot surgery. Uh, Nuri's in surgery right now. Uh, Nuri will be out for uh, probably one to two weeks. So we'll have to have some guys step up. So um, uh, with that, um, Billy Kemp will be out multiple weeks with an MCL sprain. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. That's really it. So. Uh, Tom will be um, day by day, so we're not, you know, Tom Hill's kind of superhuman healing powers. I'm sure Tom will be back, um, you know, probably, probably be at practice tomorrow, but, you know, he'll be day to day. So um, with that being said, I thought in the last game, I thought a lot of guys uh, stepped up when their number was called. I thought uh, Justin Evans Jenkins came in both at guard and then at center. Uh, Henry Lutowski is a guy that's been a starter for us at guard. Teddy Prohaska is a guy that's been waiting his turn. So we have lots of guys who started games here on the offensive line. Um, uh, Jaden Doss and some of the other young, young receivers, they obviously stepped up. Tristan Alvano stepped up. Um, so I expect them to step up, and I expect our our um, our veteran players to play their best football. And uh, that's what happened on Saturday. Um, I know Nash, Nash, Nash people were talking. I, I, thought, uh, I thought when you watched the tape, Nash played great, and Ty Robinson was absolutely dominant. Um, and so uh, we'll need those guys to play well. We'll need the other guys to step up. And uh, there's a standard here, and everyone has to meet the standard. So I know you guys are all trying to tweet that news out, so I'll give you a second. <laughs> and then uh, wait and hear what you have to say. Is there any prevailing theme to any of these, or are they just freak, fluke things that are all happening? In yeah, they're all contact injuries. You know, I mean, uh, you get your foot stepped on, you know, you. Um, you know, Ethan, I don't know if you've seen the play, but the guy gets blocked into Ethan. He hits, you know, hits him from the front, you know. So, you know, sometimes some of our guys wear knee braces to prevent getting hit from the side, but he gets hit from the front and dislocates his knee. He's going to have a major surgery. Um, you know, so my my, my heart uh, is, is with Ethan. I can tell you that. There's no one, there's no one, no one more a Cornhusker than him. And so, um, you know, he's got, you know, you know, he's got a long road ahead, but he's a tough guy. Um, you know, Billy gets... Billy gets, you know, kind of the guy kind of just bumps into him, hits his knee. So they've pretty much all been contact injuries. They've pretty much all been on the offensive side. So, um, you know, as we always do, we get to the offseason. We'll study everything and see if there's something we can do better. Um, but it's obviously a, a rash of injuries on offense. How far has Teddy come in the last three, four weeks? Uh, has that sort of extra tackle? What are your expectations for him as he maybe slides into yeah, I think um, I think Teddy Teddy Teddy's a starter for us. Like you know, Teddy Teddy um, can absolutely play at a super high level. You know, he's had the benefit of all these weeks of practice. You know, of getting himself, getting his feet underneath him. Got some reps in the Michigan game. He wasn't quite to full speed yet at the Michigan game. He's to full speed now. That knee's healthy. Um, and he's ready to go. So um, you know, uh, I, I love those guys. Those are great guys. You know, Turner and Pipe. That left side of that line. Um, um, 
but Teddy's Teddy's OU. He'll he'll be ready to go. I I think uh, I think again, just getting that sort of that rep as the jumbo tight end has helped him. And then you know he's gotten a lot of reps in practice, so uh, Teddy will play really well for us. Have you ever had a year where one side of the ball's been hit? Or injuries like this? Never. Yeah, I've never had anything anything close to this. So, but you know what? Um, we, we press on. There's no there's no sadness in me. Like a sadness for my guys. You know, I mean, I love those guys. Um, you know, I didn't. I couldn't have even thought of having another receiver go down. You know, um, but uh, and this is not but from a this is from a football perspective. You know, when we when we walk out on the field on this coming Saturday, um, all but two guys will be underclassmen <laughs> on the offense. So uh, those guys are learning by fire. You know what I mean? Um, and you know what? When given a chance, Malachi Coleman went and made a play. You know, when given a chance, Emmett Johnson went and made a play. When given a chance, Justin went out and played well. When given a chance. Um, you know, Jalen Lloyd has made plays. When given a chance, so we got guys, We got we have enough players to win with, and we got guys who can help us. So um, we'll just have to continue to step up. How much does some of the injuries affect maybe just the redshirt conversations with guys? Are those still ongoing? Or most of those? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the players' careers always come first. You know, that's maybe different here than other places, but that's why I think most guys will appreciate that in the long run. Um, and we have, like I said, like I hope you guys see, like what I say, I really mean, like. I told you we have some good guys that are registering, like James Williams. I, I wasn't lying, right? Like, we've got some good players just sitting there waiting their turns. You know, Quentin Eyes got in last game. I was hoping for a bigger role, only got like a player, you know, player two. But Quentin's ready to go. But you know, my plan is if we can to registerize guys. This might affect Jaden Doss, depending on how fast Billy comes back, because Jaden's now played in two games. But I think Jaden's going to play, play. So if you're going to go out there and play 50, 60 snaps, then to me it's you know it's worth playing in five or six games, seven games. Um, yeah, so, but but I'm not going to use a guy up for, you know, 10 plays and use a whole year up on him. I'm going to do my best. So each guy's unique. Each guy's different. Um, on the offensive line, we have some really good young old linemen that we've been redshirting, you know, and Sam Sledge and Gunnar Gatula. Gunnar was there with us in the spring. Gunnar can play. And so those guys are coming up on, hey, they've got four games, so they'll be ready in the jumbo tight end and the field goal team. Uh, Jacob Hood. Um, is back and been playing. Tyler Kanak we brought in. So those guys, you know, those guys have really come along. And again, you know, when we got here and, and, and Coach uh, Coach Osborne and Coach Solis and those guys talked about, you know, the two platoon practices and all that, which we've done some of in the past, just doing a little bit more of it. I think it's going to pay off right now for us. Coach, you never want to see it because of injuries, but how can you speak to the benefit of getting these younger guys these reps, you know, going into the long term? Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's. It's it's it's. I did this at Baylor and Temple for different reasons, right? The, the older guys weren't bought in, so I played all the young players. And three years later, they took their lumps. Three years later, they were champions. Um, our older players fight <laughs> for us and believe in what we're doing. So, but as they've gotten banged up, other guys step up. So, um, I think the biggest thing is is we have you know we have a standard, and you know the sta- it was not the standard on offense last Saturday, uh, putting the ball on the ground that many times. I don't care about the I don't care about the score as I've told you guys I don't care about but I do care about you know the execution. I told the team like that was one of the best wins I've been a part of, but that was certainly not the best performance I've been a part of. If that makes sense. So um, you know we can't. It's kind of, when you go back and look at it, right? Think about the first three drives. Four of the first six plays are, or three of the first six plays are balls on the ground. It's, you know the turnover, the balls on the ground. You know all of a sudden we settle down. The next two drives we go down, we score, we score. Um, we're going to have to grow up a little bit, you know, on offense this week in terms of taking care of the ball and making the plays that are available to us, um, because the young players on defense are getting that done, and so um, the young players on offense can get that done. And I have full confidence. This, 
Um, but uh, this is the challenge this week is, hey, let's, let's take care of the football. This Purdue team that we're, we're facing, they're going to put pressure on you. They're going to come after you. Coach Walters is a you know, defensive mastermind. Um, they've had a bye week. <laughs> you know, when, you play a bye, when you come off of a bye week, all of a sudden we go out against Northwestern and they're in tackle over. And they're doing all these different things on offense. You know, they're doing different things on defense. Um, we're facing another team coming off a of bye week. When you have a young team, um, they have to be able to adjust quickly. We, uh, we have a lot in front of us, so we cannot put the ball on the ground. We have to protect the football and, uh, you know, battle it out to the very last play of the game. Coach Snyder called a couple of first down passes. One, one was the interception to start the game, and then he kind of missed another one when it was on the group. But on the one where they had to have a touchdown, he hit it. What, what big did he not do, Heinrich, on those first two throws that he was able to successfully do on the yeah, the first play is a the first play is a either explosive play or a touchdown, right? So, um, I just think um, I think sometimes as you go through like the the uh, ascent of a young quarterback, you go out there early on and you just start to play. I mean, I was taught this by June Jones, so this isn't like Matt Rule's theory. Okay, you just go out there, and you just kind of play, and you play on instinct. Then you have some success, and so you start trying to be like, oh, okay. I, you start trying to be, oh, I'm going to do this versus this coverage. I'm going to do this, and you start seeing all these things, and you start to play slow. And then you get through that and you start to play fast again. Uh, like, that's, he was just too slow. I mean, that guy, Fedoni's open, but Borkatur on the corner and go is wide open down. It's, we're going to start the game off with a touchdown. But we rushed. We saw too much, you know. And so I think that showed up a lot during the game. I mean, we left a lot of things out there, way too much out there um, to, to win a Big Ten game. So um, I think as the game settled on, you know, we hit that one. I mean, again, Malachi's first progression, we just play the play and hit it. Um, but, but there were some plays that were there that I think we absolutely should hit, have to hit. And, um, you know, I think we're at the point for me as a coach where it's like, hey, we're going to, we're going to be more aggressive. We're going to um, have to push the ball down the field a little bit. Now, you know, obviously this week's a new week. You know, we have some guys down. We have to see who's healthy and who's ready to go. But that was the thought process last week. I just think Heinrich, you know, he can make those plays. He just has to slow down. But that is what happens. They play off instinct. Then they start coming in and watching tape and starting to see the coverages. And whereas early on they were just going one, two, three. Now they're like, well, I see the mic. And they start trying to be more. <laughs> and then all of a sudden they finally hit a point where they relax and they just play. And so Heinrich, you know, this is a good week to try to do that. Hey, what was Nick's uh, availability center Heinrich? I mean, he only played a few plays for you guys. Yeah, he's just been a little bit banged up. And so, um, you know, Nick is a downhill, violent, physical run defender that can, you know, play the pass as well. But just, you know, just not, you know, just, just a little banged up. So I think, you know, we kind of went with a little bit more of Javen and those guys. So just more coach's decision and hope, hoping that Nick would come through that game. And because we held him on Wednesday night's practice, get through that game, be available as needed, and hopefully be a little bit more healthy uh, this week, you know, kind of as we move forward. So, you know, Nick's coming off a knee, he banged his shoulder up in, in the Illinois game. He just, you know, he's just a veteran player who's played a lot of football and he's a little banged up. So, um, you know, he's a heart and soul of the team. Um, but uh, that was just more play the, probably the game and his health than anything else. Is there anything else Ben Scott uh, went out to in the second half? Yeah, Ben practiced last night. We expect Ben to play. How, how, does, how does the, um, you, know, you guys have had this mentality on the offensive line with Rayola uh, all through the offseason that these guys were such a tight group and spent all their time together. Now that they're facing this kind of a situation, you know, kind of similar to your wide receivers, how does that mentality Yeah, because they play for each other, you know. So, um, I mean, I texted, I texted Turner and I texted Pipe on Saturday night, you know, and both guys with devastating season-ending, potentially surgical for Turner 
surgical for Piper injuries, both guys were talking about the impact they were going to have on the young players and how they wanted to get back out there. I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of guys get injured and they go to treatment. You don't really see them in meetings quite as much. And I try to make them go to meetings, you know, but sometimes it's, you know, you know, hey, I can get to the rehab guy here. You know, so there's there's some things we do medically. You know, I walked by the, the old line room yesterday and I see the crutches outside the meeting room from Turner. And I, I mean, I can't say enough about that. So Turner's going to be right there with the guys and Pipe's going to be right there with the guys. And um, you're going to all along, I've said when they've been under scrutiny, I've always said, we, I think we should be pretty thankful for these guys that are out there battling. You know, we'll be thankful for them now, you know, and I'm thankful for the backups that are now starters that the way they prepared because, um, well, it has not been perfect. They've they've won four of their last five. I mean, go back to last year's Illinois game. What, what was it? 100, what, we have 170, 165 yards rushing in this game. Like, um, it's not perfect, <laughs> but, you know, they, they these guys fight. They fight for the University of Nebraska. And so I can't say enough about when Justin went in, what he did. I thought Justin played played well. And, um, you know, Canucks ready, Lutowski's ready. We've got a lot of guards that can go in and play. Was Rosemary's injury again? Uh, I, I don't want to say that right now just because I haven't talked to him. I'm sorry. But he should be back in two weeks, we hope. Yeah. You said yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're out for the year. I just haven't yeah. talked to Nuri. That, that's the only reason why. Is there a plan for Sam? I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Sam like, don't you guys work? This is like a. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Sam Sled. Uh, what, what's his status? I mean, could you get him on there before games down the stretch here late? That's been the plan, right? Like, hey, as needed. He would he would still be in that, hey, I'm a backup. I'm in the backup role. He wouldn't be rotating in or anything like that yet. Uh, Gunner would be in that same role. But, you know, we start taking, thinking about like the PAT field goal team. And you start thinking about like, hey, the extra tight ends. You know, we like to get into. Like we were in that game, we were in that game, and two, we had two things we wanted to do. We wanted to get into four, you know big fourteen personnel, no receivers, and do some special things. And we wanted to feature Billy, and all of a sudden Billy's out, and the fourteen personnel stuff's out. So having Gunner, having Sam available in those areas, I think could be really good for us. And uh, giving Jaden a full week of knowing, hey, I'm the slot, uh, will help us a ton. From ours, yeah, yeah. I think um, I think when they play um, when they play aggressively, uh, when they're when they're getting off and attacking, um, you know that, that's happened in pretty much every game, but w like one or two. Um, you know, uh, we have guys who can we have guys who can rush off the edge. When it's a four man rush, sometimes the guys the, the quarterback has stepped up. Going to that five man rush in the last game allowed allowed us to have five one-on-one. So it was, a, it was a great, I think that was, you know, Coop, Coop suggested that and Tony went with it. That's what makes Tony so good. Like he listens to everybody and that allowed us to have five one-on-ones. But I just think we play really aggressively. The guys play fast. I don't ever notice when someone else is in, if that makes sense. Like, like I don't sit there and say, well, why is Ty out? Like, you know, Rue goes in, he runs a line movement. He's a nose tackle who runs a movement outside, gets a counter at him and he spills it. Like. You couldn't get that done if you had me begged, but Rue does it, right? Riley Van Poppel as a freshman is out there getting 10 to 12 plays every game. Um, we just have a lot of guys we can rotate in there and play. And so, um, you know, when you have MJ and Prince as the Jacks, when you have, you know, four or five inside backers you trust, um, guys can play fast. They can they can compete against each other to get more reps. And um, and, and they hit the movements and they execute the movements. And Lenhart's finally healthy, which makes a which is a big thing for us. Chief has given us good reps. I think a guy that's really made a jump in the last two weeks to me is Blaze Gunnerson. Uh, you know, he's played a lot of football, but he's always kind of been nicked up in the past. And now he's healthy and he's just getting extended weeks and he's finding his confidence. So we have a lot of guys, Steve, that can play. And um, 
I think we can cut them loose. You know, now this week presents a whole unique challenge. In that Hudson card, I mean, you know, he was a Division One wide receiver if he wanted to be. I mean, he's. I mean, I watched him in high school. He's so athletic. So now some of the things we've been letting some guys out of the pocket and we run them down. You're not running Hudson down. So we have to do some different things this week uh, versus this offense. And you know, Graham Harrell's a great offensive coordinator. He will find a way to run the football. And what we found out last week was, you know what, like Northwestern, which was last in the Big Ten and rushing off a of bye week, was going to find a way to run the football against us, and they did. They had 135 yards. Um, completely unrelated, but I didn't say this after the game. If, you know, when I say, like, hey, would have lost the game earlier in the year, and you, I think you maybe asked me, what do you mean? Like, or maybe someone asked me what I mean. I've been on a lot of teams where, like, those runs break, and Omar Brown doesn't run the guy down. Or Malcolm gets beat, right? And a lot of times I've seen that guy turn and look at the safety like this, and the ball walks in for a touchdown, and that's losing teams. And that's why when I – so when I say, like, I don't care about the score, I care about what the film looks, I want to win the game. But when I see that, I'm like, man, the fact that Malcolm got beat and didn't feel sorry for himself and ran it down and got the guy tackled at the eight-yard line and we held him to a field goal, that's the winning football. Can the defense continue to – the defense will have to do it more this week with the amount of injuries on offense. The special teams will have to do it more this week. So we can't start to go like this. We have to continue to go like this and just say we're playing – as the Huskers, uh, so that's a lot of things I said, but but I just think they play aggressively, they play together, and we can we throw a lot of waves at people. Hey Matt, uh, how pervasive is sign stealing in your <laughs> um, Yeah, sign stealing happens every game. Um, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with teams over there looking over trying to steal our signs. There's nothing wrong with us trying to look at their signs. Um, um, it's, I mean, it's why you should have mics in the helmets, right? Like all these coaches that vote against it every year is because. They don't want to teach their quarterback. You know, in the NFL, each quarterback goes out there with three play calls <laughs> because if I see if I see the free safety's foot like that, it might be one high. I'm going to check to this play. And if I, but you get to college and you're watching a game on a Tuesday night, and you know they, they got the signal and they're just calling a play. So that's what makes college football to me. That's why they score maybe more points, but it's also why the kids are less prepared. So that's why they should there should be 100% should be. We could get rid of all the stupid signs on the sidelines, and we could get pictures of you know rock stars and all that stuff. And we could just play football. The way it was meant to be. You go to a high school game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to an NFL game, there's technology on the sideline. You go to the college, there's nothing. Like, if you don't think, you know, I mean, so that it should be that. Um, but that's sign stealing. That's not, I'm not, don't, don't, I would not carry that over to going and filming someone else's practices or something like that or filming someone else's games. That's completely something different. And I'm not saying that that happened, but I think what's wrong part, partly in our society right now sometimes is we say, Someone, someone does something against the rules, and sports need rules, right? Sports need rules to keep competitive balance. And when someone does something against the rules, we say, well, should that really even be a rule? And it is the rule. That's, that's the rule, right? Like, I didn't get to play with – we don't get five downs. So, um, but in-game, stealing of signs. When I play against somebody, and I know that person has friends on the next staff, I know if they have our signs, they're having it the next week. Um, that's all part of the game, and you have to do what you do. We should absolutely have technology. But if there's a rule, the rule should be followed. And I'm not speaking about what's happening right now because I don't know what happened. But um, if that is happening somewhere, it's completely, completely wrong. When you, when you played Michigan, did you have any suspicions that there was more than the usual amount of knowledge on their side? I, no, yeah, I'm, I, I, you know, no one from the Big Ten or NCAA has asked me anything yet, so I'm not going to probably comment on anything like that. I, I would never want to cash shade at somebody else going through a hard time. I don't know anything. You said uh, Ty was dominant at one tackle. It, uh, what does dominant look like in Ty Robinson's case? Just 
I mean, other guys, other guys sometimes get sacks because he runs up the field, makes the quarterback run for his life. I mean, on the last sack of the game, he beats the guy one on one. He was absolutely dominant in my mind. By far, his by far Ty's best game. Um, the type of game that you know that moves you up a couple rounds in the draft. Uh, I thought he I thought he looked excellent. Um, you know, I, again, I again I always go back to the tape, not the stat line. Like at the end of the game, I always I'm always when I'm walking out of the media room. And I see Nash there. I'm like, ah, oh, they picked you, huh? And he's like, yeah, you had two and a half sacks. I, don't, I can't even tell that sometimes during the game, right, what's happening. But when I watch the tape, I just think uh, Ty hit his stride. And that doesn't mean that. I mean, they're both hitting their stride. And then Cam comes in, and then Jamari's playing well. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Ty's someone that the other team has to take, take, take account of when he plays. Yeah, I think it's, it's one of those deals where um, – Emmett can kind of do everything for us, and Emmett had some had some good plays for us. Uh, Anthony held onto the ball. Anthony had a great run on a on a, on a run. Um, Josh Fleeks is a guy that we want to continue to get in the game. So um, I think all three of those guys are going to continue to play. And um, um, I'd like to have more plays. I'd like to have more tailback runs. So um, um, you know, we, hopefully we can continue to get those guys uh, more involved. But it'll be all three of those guys uh, pending a good week of practice and pending ball security. I'd like to go to those. Jumbo packages. Now you got three offensive linemen out. You, you know, Billy's a guy that you guys put a lot of the offensive game plan with. Now he's out. How do you anticipate your offense kind of changing over these next couple of weeks to, to make up for those, you know, losses? Yeah, we're we're gonna have to uh, find the players we have and find what they do well and put put them out there. You know, um, you know, each week, you know, this is a, a man-to-man defense. This is a bear defense that's uh, highly active. Pressure's a lot different than Illinois. Same sort of structure, but different than Illinois. So. Um, you know, it, it brings unique challenges, but um, to me, it's uh, it's about hey, who are the players that we have, and what can they do? And um, I think that's on both sides of the ball and on special teams. We're always trying to highlight our players, and at the same time, understanding that uh, each defense brings things that we have to be prepared for, and uh, they have a lot that we have to be prepared for. So, getting into specifics of it, um, you know, I can't say right now. It's Monday, you know, but uh, as we get closer during the week, I think we'll have a good plan. Yeah, um, you know, they don't really need my – no one really wants my, as a college coach, my football evaluation of them as a football player because they, they see that themselves, right? Um, they don't need me to tell them how fast they are. I think at the end of the day, they, they really want to know, like, hey, what's, what's, his, what's his character like? What's his football character like? Meaning practice habits, taking care of his body. Is he going to be a pro? What's his um, – uh, how's he going to take care of his body? How's he going to learn? Will he play special teams? Um, the good thing for me is because I had so many guys at like Temple and Baylor that kind of went on, and and some I had a lot of guys um, that were like late draft picks or free agents that have made it a long time because they were truly professional. When a, when a guy comes in and says like, "Hey, tell me about Quentin Newsom," I'm like, "Hey, you know, he reminds me a lot of Nate. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Nate Ayrston. He reminds me a lot of Tavon Young. They can put those projections together. But really, what they want from me is they want to know that football character, that note taking, that learning. That's that's the biggest thing at that level. Um, if if a guy's a first or second round pick, you know, that's one thing. When you got the, th- the three down, it's tell me about these. And as I tell our guys, I'm, I'm going to be honest, completely transparent because. Uh, if I lie, if I lie about one, I'm lying about them all, right? And then they'll never listen to me again. So, um, but we have great guys, and I think uh, 
I think when people come watch us practice and, and see the way that we do things, it helps because what you really want when you're trying to take a late round guy or a free agent is you want a guy that's going to practice. And so when people, you know, we had one scout come in and said, man, you guys are the second hardest practicing team I've seen in college football. Um, and I had him tell the team that, right? Because I think sometimes they look at me like, why are we practicing so hard? <laughs> well, you know what? When a guy comes up and it's going to be two names and he looks at a guy from University of Nebraska late or as a free agent, he knows, hey, these guys know how to practice. So um, those are the things they kind of ask, you know, um, you know, if there's a guy I know, they'll, you know, obviously they'll, they'll ask me some more things about guys. But um, the base thing is that, like, what's the football character learning? Um, you know, if, if it's a first round pick, maybe more about coach, once he has some money, is he going to continue to love the game or is he doing the game just to make some money? And so those are the things people are asking me. Did it bother you that he said you were the second hardest? No, I knew who the first team is and we'll catch him. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll catch him. But uh, uh, it's University of Georgia. Yeah, and that doesn't mean Alabama's not ahead. I'm not, that's going to go viral. I'm going to have all these fan bases yelling at me. I'm just saying what another person said of the teams he's seen. And I, but I know how Georgia practices. And that's, you know, it's been great to have MJ here to tell our guys, like, hey, you know, on Thursdays when we come out, guys in baseball caps that we walk through, they're in shoulder pads and helmets. So this whole, like, coach, you know, uh, God, you know coach, like, you know, we're a little beat up. Yeah, you know, that's, there's a cost. There's a cost to doing things that you haven't ever done before. And it's it's practice, man. So, um, yeah, I'm not saying I am not saying we're the second hardest practicing team. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying a scout said that, and I had him say it to the team. But I, again, it's just the, it's just the ethos out there of like you want people to know like, hey, this is a, what a Nebraska guy is like. You come into a team meeting, and if you don't have a pen in your hand, or you come into a meeting, and you don't have a pen in your hand, you're out. Like you're not you're not in the meeting. So like when we have guest speakers come in to talk about life skills or something, they see all of our guys with pens and pads. They're like, what is this? Well, it's because. I had a guy come in one time and say, Matt, you know, I go to other teams, they take notes, and you guys don't take notes. And I was like, man, I'm failing these guys because they're going to be taking notes someday at Google. They're going to be taking notes someday at the Washington you know, Commanders. They better take notes here. So everything we do is to design to help them be pros in life or in football. This week uh, looks like it's going to take a turn weather-wise for like more late-season Big Ten weather. Um, with the situation that you're facing offensively, how, does, how do you wrap your mind around, around what you'll need Yeah, um, we put the whole thing together saying, hey, there's going to be days that are really cold and windy. Uh, when we went to Illinois, it was freezing. You know, it was freezing. Like, I had the Gatorade thing, but I can promise you there was chicken broth inside the Gatorade thing, okay? Um, you know, the wind is a factor every single game. You know, because we're on the – we're technically, as a, as a – you talk about sign stealing, we're, we're, we're on the visitor side. So we, 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 we show our signals every single play to the other team's – coaches up in the box, right? Like, it's not the best sideline to be in on the visitor side. We have the sun in our face. The sun in the first quarter on 230 games is a real factor for punt returners. So there's all these things I've had to kind of learn about our home stadium. Um, you know, hey, what's the sun look like? What's the wind look like? All these different things. So, but we put everything together with the hope of it would allow us to win cold weather games. It would allow us to win where uh, win uh, windy games. It's why in the spring, you know, when you go out in spring football and it's 27 degrees and it's windy. We never practiced in the, we never practiced in the indoor, like we always practiced outside because we don't have any dome games this year. Save the Big Ten championship game, so we might as well practice out, practice outside. So we've prepared for all those things. But the, you know, the big thing is, again, as I said, there's a standard. We we got to execute and perform at that level when it comes, because you know what, cold weather, guys in Purdue are used to 
cold weather too, I'm assuming, right? I mean, it seems, I think Indiana's cold too. So, you know, we're all going to have to play through it. It's just going to come down to who, you know, who executes and plays well. Hey, Matt, so one, one thing that uh, kind of changes this year, and I know you're new to the Big Ten, but, but there was always a prohibition on November night games, although that's kind of been some hit and miss over the years, but not a ton. Uh, with the new TV contract, uh, there's no prohibition on night games in the Big Ten in November uh, after the first week. So I guess kind of what's your take on, on that? I mean, it gets pretty cold in these parts. Uh, is that uh, at all, uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I've learned when it comes to those kind of things not to worry about the things I can't control. Um, you know, like when, when Trev told me, like, hey, Illinois got moved to Friday night. I know it's a short week. You know, if, if I could have picked, I probably wouldn't have done that, right? Like, I'd have the, they gave me the full week. But I was like, okay, we'll play it. Well, when we won the game, and I'm sitting home Saturday, and I'm like, hey, I get to watch my daughter play volleyball, and the guys got to rest another day. I was like, hey, this is pretty good. So. You know, um, I don't spend a lot of time worrying about those things. And again, like, you know, I, when I was in the NFL, we were never, I, I was, I was never, we were never down, really in it down the stretch. But if you're in it down the stretch, you're, you're probably going to be playing on some like Sunday nights, right? You can probably, you know, if you're a good team in the NFL, you're going to play on Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night. You, you get used to playing at night. So, um, you know, I think if we could, you know, as, as things move on, having a night game here at Memorial Stadium in, in the cold with the way our fans show up and the light shows and the things that we have going on. I'll take that. You know, I'll take that. I'd play every game in the snow if I could because we're here. We live here. This is what we are, right? I'll play every game in the wind. Um, and that's because we should be able to throw the ball in those elements. We should be able to play defense in those elements. We should be able to kick in those elements because, you know, we grew up, there, there's a benefit to having a punter from Montana and a kicker from Omaha, right? Like, there's a benefit to having guys, you know, like Alvano. I don't know if anybody noticed in the pregame. Anybody see what happened in the pregame? He hits the upright on the extra point in pregame. So he stands there afterwards, and he's out there. He's like, oh, you got to get another one. You know, he's being a freshman. I walked over him. I said, did you need two tries when you kicked the game winner in the state championship? Get your butt off the field. And he goes out and he nails a 47-yarder. Like, there's a benefit to having guys from this part of the country and those, the quarterbacks from Kearney, <laughs> the, the punters from Montana, the kick. Like, let's, let's let it win. Have you made, um, made a mention of it earlier? Have you thought about switching sidelines? Um, like in season, you're saying? Oh, no, moving forward? Um, I, I don't know what's, you know, I mean, I, I don't know what, I don't know what all things that like, I got here. My one goal was like, don't do, don't do anything that like, don't change anything that Tom Osborne did. Right. So like, so like when they said, Hey, we're going out this, this, the new tunnel walk, I was like, Oh, hold on now. And Trev's like, no, it's okay. I, I got it. So, but I, when I first got here, you know, I know there's a lot of things with the stadium. Those things will all come and go as we go. But, um, you know, I don't know what'll be my what'll be up to me and what'll be not. The great thing about having Trev as the AD is there's so, the, all the visionary stuff. I don't have to get super involved in. I'm in like the day to day. Hey, what do we got this week? Um, and you know, and, and he's always if it comes if it helps us win, it'll help us. Uh, that you know, when I say that about this that all that, I just think it's we always know. Hey, they can people can steal our signs because they can see what we're doing. Whereas last week Northwestern, our press box guys, if they're looking down at them, they have a sheet over them and you can't see them. So I don't know what they're in. Uh, but they know what we're in, right? So you'll, we're running, you know, we're running a run play into Will Free Safety, <laughs> and our quarterback has to make an audible. But someone who has our signals can just look from the. So it's that's football. All I'll say is, you know, uh, why don't we just put a, a thing in the helmet moving forward and give me an iPad on the sideline, you know, and, and let me go, you know. So I see it at high school games. We should probably have it in college, the technology, and I think that'll happen hopefully in the next couple of years now. All right, guys, thank you.